So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. To record it, I'll do it. I, I just did. Oh, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, baby. What is up, everyone? It is the Inside Cradle, a deep dive over 45 minutes or so about all of the hottest topics of the week. Plus, on this podcast, former WWE NXT North American champion, the most talked about pro wrestling free agent at the moment right now, Big Jonah, a.k.a. Bronson Reed. We will have a 20-plus minute conversation with him about his future, about his WWE run, his exit, and uh, of all things, uh, horror movies. We'll talk. We'll we'll get into the spooky season with with Big Jonah and all those. Believe it things. or not, that transition was actually pretty natural. It's uh, it, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how conversations go. Uh, we'll also talk about oh yeah, the WWE draft because we're gonna shake things up again. It's the inside cradle from Sports Keto Wrestling. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out, watch out, watch out. Time to forget, watch out. Before I what? forget, and we're we're gonna play a little fantasy draft here because it's a lot different when you have actual two people making the picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'd like to plug I did do a mock draft this week. It is up right now on the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube channel. I'm getting some rave reviews for it. Uh, some people actually think I have some common sense. It's very nice. Uh very nice of you guys to lie to my face like that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> check that out. It's up there on the YouTube channel right now. I've been able to see. I got to check that out myself as well. So uh, definitely, uh, sound off in the comments. Let us know what, what you guys think of the show, especially if you're watching on demand. You're listening. Let us know as well. If you haven't done already, go ahead and subscribe to Sports Keto Wrestling on YouTube. Uh, we are getting ever so closer to twenty twenty two thousand. Our big goal is thirty thousand. That's what we want to hit within the next season. We think it's very. I think it's possible. I'm gonna say it's possible. I'm gonna say it's possible. Dude, I remember uh, when I started here. Two years ago, tomorrow, by the way, when I started here, we only had like three or four thousand. So in just that amount of time, we have what's that math there? We five times as many. So it's it's remarkable. So hell yeah, we can hit thirty thousand. And a lot of content coming at you, not just inside Cradle. We do the top story of the day, five days a week. Uh, that is with me and Jose G. Every night we have post shows for my at Raw with Vince Russo. Wednesday night covering AEW Dynamite and NXT. And then Friday night, you're on Smack Talk with Dirty Dutch Mantel himself after Rampage. So much to cover. Pay-per-view post shows, exclusive interviews. Three McIntyre. The, uh, the, the, possibly the next WWE champion. Uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. Don't well, forget, uh, also yeah. spoke with Angelo Dirty Dawkins uh, this week, uh, talking about the uh, the WWE draft as well as his uh, Buckeye homerism, which I, as a Cincinnati guy, had to give him some crap for because he is also a Cincinnati guy. Yet he roots for Ohio State. I had to ask him about that. We'll got we'll have a little clip uh, from that as well because he he ate some uh, 
I'll go ahead and say it. He ate some shit uh, from the SmackDown locker room earlier this year, and I had to. I had the privilege of opening up some old wounds today. So we'll uh, we'll play that coming up for you as well. Uh, a lot to get into, but let's talk. Let's talk what happened last night because we're rolling off of it. We have a new TNT champion in AEW, the big main event in Rochester. This is one of the many many dates that AEW is making up that they postponed in the pandemic and. Wow, some people waited a long, long time. Very emotional night. They get to do some great tributes on the show to John Huber, Brody Lee. Uh, it was very meaningful and fun. Uh, but at the end of the night, Sammy Guevara, member of the Inner Circle, brash young talent at one point, one of the bigger heels coming up now, a beloved babyface, defeating the monster that came over from WWE, Miro, uh, for the TNT Championship. I was surprised by this. I thought maybe they would hold off on this and maybe do this on the pay-per-view they have coming up in November. Uh, but AEW is not, uh, they're not reluctant to give pay-per-view payoff special moments on television. Sammy Guevara is your new TNT champion. Thrilling match, really exciting. Uh, Fuego del Sol getting involved as well, but uh, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't matter because Sammy was able to uh, hit that beautiful top rope finisher and win this. I was surprised, very, very surprised about this. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, I understand the story. I, I I know what they've been building. They've been kind of building up to this, so it makes a ton of sense. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, no, sir, I don't like it. I was enjoying my uh, my monster Miro and his uh, God's favorite champion promos. I thought uh, I thought this had a lot more legs to it. Uh, to be completely honest, so I wanted him to have that TNT title, much like Bobby Lashley. Right when Bobby Lashley was that dominant United States champion. They took the championship off of him in a, in a way that protected him because they were ready to make him the WWE champion. I wanted them to do that with Miro as well. I wanted him to be the TNT champion and then have them protect him in a way until he was ready to capture the AEW world title. And with that belt still around the waist of Kenny Omega, I don't think we're anywhere near that. So I really, really wanted uh, Miro to hang on to that TNT title for, uh, for for quite a bit. I thought he was a great champion. I'm not saying that Sammy Guevara is not going to be, but mm -hmm. uh, I would have preferred the belt to stay on Miro. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just an odd move to me. This is one of those things where I think you would have been great for a pay-per-view, you know, but am I going to complain about it? You know what I mean? It's a long time until you get to a pay-per-view. Uh, AEW has a completely different story structure. That is why you get pay-per-view payoffs from them on television because they're not like WWE where they have a pay-per-view every month. They have a pay-per-view every quarter. Uh, so they have to give you some of those things on television. And they don't have, you know, three, like five hours of front and on television. They've three, three spread out over two nights. Right. And, uh, and, and, and to WWE's credit, they'll do that every now and again. Don't forget the yeah, last two they, WWE. They've done it recently. You yeah, know what I mean? Like the. Last two WWE title changes were on Raw. Yeah. Um, so they do it every now and again. In fact, the Intercontinental Championship has changed hand uh, several times uh, outside of a and, and just banger matches, too. Like, they've been doing a lot more of those on television recently. So, so it's, not, it's I'm more not likely to. to happen. More likely to happen in, in AEW because of their pay-per-view structure to so where they don't have to stretch things out uh, so much. I do think AEW has this thing where they have to cram so much onto Dynamite. Like, it was a good show, but there was so much to process. Almost like the same way I feel about NXT, where I'm like, I like that they're throwing everything at the wall. Like, and some things may not work, but I'm okay with it because they're doing it for new talent. It's They're doing sure. they're absolutely doing this for new, fresh talent and truly saying, like, all right, well, if it's going to be development, we are going to develop. Like, right? Yeah. So with Dynamite, it's like, no, we've established this show. It has a big audience. 
we're going to throw everything at you as much as we can and cram as many things. And I think that sometimes is when the show is just off the mark is when they try to do too many people around the ring and too many finishes, a 16 man tag team match, which was fun. It was fine. Right. It wasn't. I understand why they did that. A 16 man tag team match under normal circumstances is is absurd. No, this Uh, was, this was a Brody Lee tribute match and that's completely why why it worked. Uh, There were other things on the show that had people talking. And the most talked about thing last night was not a loving tribute to uh, to Brody Lee. And it wasn't even it wasn't even Sammy Guevara winning a title. It, it wasn't, wasn't the at all. It was no. It wasn't the premiere of Roads to the Top. <laughs> we'll get into that. Will we? Do I, we have to? Uh, well, I saw it. I saw it, and uh, there were some mixed reactions to it. And we'll get into mine. I hopefully we can sneak something in before we get off here. Uh, but. What was most controversial last night was Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson and his gun, his Glock, to be specific. You know, it's uh, wh- whether you liked the promo or not. Can we can we agree that it is not a good thing that it's 2021 and Arn Anderson is the most talked about thing on a wrestling show? Yeah, like that, that shouldn't be the thing, right? Like that shouldn't be a thing. It's great that Arn can still cut a damn good promo or at least one that's talked about. But he shouldn't be the most talked about thing on your show. He should be the most talked about thing on the show. And it was it was a fun promo. It wasn't great. Because <laughs> it was loud. It was brash. Maybe people go, ooh. Maybe people go, ah. You know what it didn't make me do? Care about what's next. Didn't make me care about what's next. I mean, specifically the gun part. Uh, he he has a match, a tag team match. Cody and Shoddy Lee of the American Nightmare family are out there. And, and Art Anderson, classic Art Anderson wrestler, extraordinaire, decades is their coach. He's mad at Cody for not paying attention to him. That doesn't come off on camera. Only commentary is saying that. But you can't really tell on camera that Art Anderson is mad at him, right? But that's also commentary's job, too. They got to help tell the story. Sure. That's why they're there. Sure. Sure. That, that's okay. They, sometimes they just don't get a shot of somebody like yelling at someone ringside, especially a manager and stuff like that. I, I completely understand that. Yeah. You're doing something nuanced. I was like, oh, okay. Leveled storytelling. So they do the match. The match is fine. They do some crazy stuff in it. Uh, and they, they thankfully win, but it's Shoddy Lee getting the tag and getting in and winning. And Cody's off the mark and he's not prepared. And, and Honor is upset with him. Because uh, last week they lost to Malachi Black, and uh, he wasn't dialed in, and he was trying to make sure that Arn was okay. And because he wasn't dialed in when Arn was attacked at ringside by Malachi Black, Malachi Black was able to beat him yet again and embarrass him in New York City. And you're letting Malachi Black come in here and kick me in the face, and I don't care if I get kicked in the face. I'm on Anderson. I'm the enforcer. I am too old. I'm too damn old. I can't enforce no more. All right, now if someone come in and try to steal my car, I'm putting I'm put my, my, my big Glock up to the head and pull the trigger, right? And that, that that's Arn Anderson, right? Sure. <sighs> I don't think he maybe, sounds maybe like maybe that. it's maybe it's just the attitude era, right? Or it's somebody from a different generation. And I saw the memes and everything like that, but I think saying you're gonna shoot someone in the head with a gun is pretty passe. I'm not too sensitive when I say. As someone who's been in Chicago, a city that has an issue with gun violence, uh, a city where where I can tell you for a fact I've been threatened with a firearm. So maybe maybe I'm triggered. Sorry, sorry if I'm 
triggered. I heard some people say that too. You're really triggered. <laughs> yeah, because it's a gun joke, right? And I, I wasn't say I was offended by it, but it was more like, oh, somebody didn't tell him, you know, like there's. there's I, I would of, agree there's a better way to. Yeah. Basically, what he's he's trying to say is Cody has no balls anymore, right? Like that's, sure. that's what he was trying to say. But you already, you already started you the show. Brian Danielson saying that Kenny Omega had no balls. Right. I get it. So it's like. He's trying to get Cody to refocus. He he's trying take to everyone's face. balls. I'm saying it. All right. right. He he's got to find a way to. He's trying. To, it was the wake up call promo. It was like, dude, get your head out of your ass. What's wrong with just saying, dude, get your head out of your ass? Um, they're, they're, they're slapping him. Yeah, you, you know don't what I mean? need an analogy. Yeah, slap the shit out of him. I don't care. You don't need an analogy like that. I can understand. I'm not going to sit here and say. You know, you're you're too sensitive for feeling the way that you do, because that's not my position to say. And I'm not even saying like I was overly mad about it, but I kind of processed after and I kind of kept trying to watch the show. And it took me like another 50 minutes to get back in the show. And it wasn't it was a bad promo. It was just like, it's just that's beneath you. Like, like, like you know what I mean? Like, it was just like you went and did it like you were doing a high spot you didn't need to do is what I'm saying. Like, it didn't yeah, call sure. for that. Yeah, no, I, um, I get you. I get you. Yeah, and I and I'm 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 with you. I mean, I'm again, I'm not gonna in the internet here. age, you have this out. You have you have this image of him with an invisible gun at someone's head. You have yeah. that now. That's all over the internet, and that the that's how you you let the internet rebrand you and misconstrue it and redo it any way you want. Yeah. I'm not saying that I had a major issue with it. I think it could he could have said something completely different and got as good or not. I don't have a major issue with it, but then it it took me a while to understand why 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 it bothered me. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to sit here and say that anybody else who feels that way is is wrong for feeling that way. I don't get that same sense, but I do think it it could have been handled a little bit better because it's not. By the way, it ain't just Chicago that's got a gun violence problem. It's the entire freaking country. Uh, so yeah, I I get I get where you're coming. Um, it, it's it's certainly interesting though. AEW still on a roll. Uh, we will have their next their next pay per view. This was confirmed in the past week. Will not be in St. Louis, Missouri. It's previously announced on November sixth. It'll move back a week to avoid being in conflict with a UFC pay per view and some other major sporting events. They're going to be rather in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a larger city, at the Target Center for November. November 13th. So a lot of things expected on that show. Seems like we will get a Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega title match. So that is certainly an attraction. The first one, a non-title match was a spectacular and uh, Papa Dave Meltzer, close confidant of Tony Khan, also number one wrestling journalist in the world, uh, gave it five stars. It was a five-star match. It was an absolutely spectacular match. Yeah. Uh, all those it, things. It, by the way, it's just funny. And I know everybody was saying this. And it, it's just funny that, Brian's very first match in AEW, he finally gets a, a five-star rating. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that that wasn't a five-star match. I think he should have had more five-star matches. Everything's, you know, objective, obviously, but it 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 it's very coincidental, is what I'll say, that Meltzer finally gives him a five-star rating once he has one match in AEW. It just comes off that way. I know. Of course it comes off that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be critical. Dave, Dave, like makes great stuff but it's the same it's no different than um when you watch the oscars oh this isn't this you ever seen the oscar movie there is there is a Meltzer five star type of match you, you like like there and i mean that in a good way like there there's there's five star bait out there uh so we're, we're gonna get into more the wwe side of things the draft is coming up and there are moves that are in play here 
Uh, and there are some things happening right before the draft that I'm very, very surprised by. I thought maybe we wouldn't so much be in a holding pattern, but we wouldn't have so many players around the WWE Championship. Got to give it to Monday Night Raw. Uh, people have been bad on Monday Night Raw for a while, saying the show is too long. It has too many weak segments on it. It isn't compelling for a three-hour television. Uh, I would say the past few weeks of Monday Night Raw, the past month of Monday Night Raw, has been probably some of the best Monday Night Raw it's been in a year, year plus. That's not saying been, much, but I agree with you, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, but they have a new champion. They've had banger pay-per-view level matches to open and close the show the past two weeks. Uh, and you have a new champion who's exciting, who cuts on-point promos. This is back to fundamentals. This is a baby face you love against bad guys you don't like. And I'm okay with just, let's just get to steak and potatoes because you got guys who can really pull off the, the, those spots. All right, back to basics. And this is a good time to do it within, within like when you can see Royal Rumble on the horizon, all these different things. You can hit those big points with players you like. Liked it. Cage match then the show. Hell of a match with Lashley. Hell of a match with Big E. Big ups to both of them. Lashley out of the picture. Big E getting past him. And guess who comes out? Drew McIntyre, who yeah. could no longer challenge Lashley as the champion. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And it, it, it almost didn't hit me at first, right? Because I was there. The show was in Cincinnati this week. You had a fun it, time. It was, how great was that cage match? Uh, the cage match was phenomenal. The opening of the show was great. The cage match was fantastic. There was some stuff in the middle I didn't really care about there were a lot of matches like they had like eight matches in like the first two hours a lot of squashes would have liked to have seen that's more still, than that, hey that they say an issue with raw is it's a three-hour show and they talk too much now the problem is they wrestle too much you, you, yeah, there, it's there, like it's, there was a lot of there was a lot of action i liked them introducing bearcat lee uh chris lee in cincinnati the home of the uc bearcats i thought that i made that joke uh on top story ahead of it and then they did it uh, so that worked out really, really well. Um, I don't know if I like the nickname for Keith Lee, but I think he's going to be uh, he, he's definitely leaning more towards a heelish character. And as long as they do something with Keith Lee, I'm I'm all for that. But overall, I thought it was a really, really good show. And when Drew McIntyre came out at the end, because that was the one guy I'm watching this going, man, we didn't have Drew at all. That's weird. Is he still in the UK? Is he still hanging out, you know, in Glasgow? Is he just, you know, chilling at home, take a week off? And then as soon as the show ends, he comes out full ring gear, sword pointing at Big E. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's interesting. Drew is right back in the damn title picture. But then it hit me. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was that stipulation of Drew can't challenge for the WWE title as long as Bobby Lashley has it. And Bobby Lashley doesn't have it anymore. So, of course, he's going to hop right back in that uh, in that mix and try to take out Big E for the WWE championship. But it's, it's also right before the draft. So, I mean, which makes me think Drew ain't going nowhere because I don't think Big E's going anywhere either. Who knows? You know no. what I mean? Like, who knows if if I'm if I'm WWE hit Drew McIntyre on SmackDown feels like a fresh move. Yes, you know, uh, and it, feel, but it then feels you like have a guy like Lashley who's tweeting out today that he's been dominating Raw for three years and it might be time for a change. So maybe they move Lashley over to Friday Night Smackdown. Sure. So and there's a lot. There's a lot in play. I do think WWE is going to do some big things in this draft. I do think this is going to be a hard, hard change, specifically in the middle of the card. Maybe not so much in the top, but that's good. That's good in the long run because you can build people up to the top. Um, another part of people being built up to the top in the WWE draft is NXT call-ups. This has come up in the last four or five days. We've learned of multiple record, uh, reports from many, many different uh, sources saying that WWE NXT, which is also itself gone under a recent reboot as 2.0 yes. and 
Braun Breaker Rex Steiner uh, as as the new the new thing on the block. And Can we just of course, say that kid's a stud, by the way. Like I, I I haven't I haven't seen a a slam dunk prospect like can't miss. This guy's going to be a mega star in NXT, and honestly, quite a while. Like this guy just seems like a no brainer. Less than a month. Yeah, less than a month on TV. I think has to be stated. Like this guy's had less than a month on television. This guy is going to be hot shotted. I think to the main roster. I think he's going to run through NXT. They're going to give him a little bit of seasoning. I don't think he needs much. He already cuts a great promo. He's good in the ring. He's charismatic. You want a friend? Go get a dog. I love that <laughs> line. That was that was awesome. I I think Braun Breaker is going to be uh, a a major major player sooner rather than later uh, on the main roster. Let's get on to who's going to be a, a player for WWE a little bit sooner. Yeah. Is there's talk of WWE calling up an entire faction? Uh, from NXT, the group led by Isaiah Swerve Scott, Hit Row, his organically inspired hip-hop-driven group of his friends in NXT who, who enjoy going down to his beat laboratory. I say beat laboratory because I learned that from the movie Step Brothers. All right? Don't, don't you touch my drum set. Don't touch my drum set. All right? Rick, do not touch my drum set. All I right? won't touch it with my hands. <laughs> look at the movie all right so uh all right so we have them possibly coming up to raw or smackdown that's an interesting prospect it shows also that wwe has a wide array of different characters that was a big thing we learned from nxt 2.0 very quickly is they wanted to create and define characters do we have great wrestlers of course we're gonna have great wrestlers we're wwe we need characters that you can remember and I would say there's sometimes with AEW, that's a real problem. They have guys that have an entrance and they say something on their gear. Um, you know, Dante, who was in that incredible tag team match. Great guy. All right. Well, you do these incredible moves, but I know nothing about you. <laughs> you know, like, like I, I don't know anything about you. Whereas if you talked about somebody coming up really fast to W, like hit rally. Yeah, they're rappers and they talk a bunch of crap and he has a grill in his mouth and look at them doing ciphers and they're doing group like uh, roast battles to like rip oh, yeah. on somebody in their promos and they've done hip hop inspired characters, but these guys are legitimate hip hop inspired characters. That isn't just a faux thing. That's something they can really do. That really, really makes sense. This isn't Bob spark plug Holly, where we're going to say you like race cars and we're going to put a race car jacket on you. No, these guys, they're legitimately are what they say they are. Right. Yeah. And also on top of it, they're young. They're different. It's a group of African-American talent, which I think is still an important thing and still something that WWE truly is inspired by a lot recently with all the big things they've done. It's Kill been African-American characters that people connect with, and that audience is driven by it. a younger audience. It looks different. Smart idea. Smart idea. Put yeah. them on Raw. Get them on Raw. Get them cutting promos. Get them beating up bad guys. Maybe they are the bad guys, but they're fun. They're fresh. They're exciting. And on top of it, it isn't just dudes. You have B-Fab in there as well. So uh, I think I think it's an exciting crew. If they do get called up, uh, I think it'd be it'd, it'd be a challenge because you got to get them all to work at the same time and hit as an act. Um, but it is different. I like it. Uh, I I'm 100 percent on on board with everything that you just said. Uh, I think Hit Row would be a slam dunk call up for for. For Monday Night Raw, I agree. Put him on Raw. I think that's a great fit. Uh, a, a great fit there. I'm looking at another group, though, that I think should get uh, the call up, and that's Legato Del Fantasma. I think they would be perfect for SmackDown. 
I think that is a, a, a great addition. I think Santos Escobar is a future main event guy. Uh, he has that talent. I think he would get, he, it, it, it's so hard because it's like Vince, you hear talked about a lot. He wants to create, you know, a, a new star. And we've seen him try it with, you know, Alberto Del Rio. And we've seen him try it with uh, Umberto Carrillo for a little bit. And we've seen him, uh, Angel Garza and Carrillo now getting another shot as a tag team on Raw. I think Escobar could be that that missing top-level talent that he's been looking for, for for quite some time on Friday Night SmackDown. And you can bring up his entire crew with him. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. I think that would be great. I think you're going to see a lot of the people who have been there for a little bit Maybe not the Johnny Gargano's or the Tommaso Champas of the world, but I think uh, a lot of the more senior talent might be coming up here in uh, in this draft to kind of freshen things up on on yeah, Raw. And everyone, I mean, everyone in Hit Row is fairly new outside of Swerve, but Swerve has he this guy's been in the game for a long time, you yeah. know, and he's been in the system for them for a long time. Also, he's not a one note character. I know the hip hop thing is big with him, but he's been able to prove he can do the slow methodical promos and and do some different things and he has an eye for the camera in terms of finding it which is something you you always hear about when you talk to people in wrestling you talk to them long enough can you find the camera can you frame the action do you know do you know how to really bring people into what you're doing and swerve can do that i'm looking forward to it i think nxt call-ups in the draft are smart you have all the talent this is this if you let if you let and people go throwing, and you're throwing so much new talent in NXT, you got to make you know room for them as well. So I mean, yes. you got to freshen up both rosters here a little bit. And it's not like there isn't room for new. And talent. if you let so many people go within WWE, they were under contract and all these releases. My my issue is that well, then some people got to come up. You know yeah. what I mean? You, that, so I'm I'm all right with it. It makes complete sense here. What are the rules of the draft? The draft kind of always has these. Mind you, it's a kayfabe draft, right? It's not it's not like an NFL draft. I know you would like it to be like an NFL draft. I would like it to be more of the NFL model. Yes, we're doing a very cool thing with this Friday night. We're going to be doing a live watch along with live draft coverage. The ticker going all night long. All right, the perfect second screen experience coming up friday night during smackdown if it's good we'll do it again on monday night all right if we have a fun time we'll do it again on monday night we want we got to get paid so join us (laughs) so please please watch it so please watch it so our please watch it and enjoy it masters are pleased uh so definitely go check it out uh for sure i i'm in terms of the draft in general I'm all right with them kind of working it, but I don't want the draft show. People get excited. They're anticipating it. And then it just becomes screens. We're all looking at screens all night. That's okay for us. We're covering things. We want to cover reactions, but I still want exciting matches and stuff. Like oh that. yeah. I, no, that's, that's totally fine. And that, and that's the thing where, where I think the WWE draft, if they adapted the NFL model, they could make the, the, the WWE draft. S- I'm not going to say as big as the NFL draft, but that's where WWE has the advantage is there's actual action. Could you imagine if the NFL draft, Joe Burrow gets selected number one overall, and then he's immediately plugged in and we're watching a drive. Could you imagine if that happened? Like, no, you could pull the number one draft pick over tonight uh, on SmackDown. The first one, they, they plug somebody, they steal them over from Monday Night Raw, and then boom, immediately they're into a match. That's the that's the really cool thing about WWE. It's it's they've it's, done that. They've done that in the past. They they've have done that in the past where where they have someone come out and say, you're going to face the next draft pick. Whoever the next draft pick is for Monday Night Raw, you're on Monday Night Raw, you're insert mid card wrestler who's already on Raw. All right. Unless you get drafted next, 
you can walk out of the ring. If you get drafted, you you smack down, you walk right out of the ring, right? Yeah, they did, that, they did that a couple years ago where it was kind of a cliffhanger thing. Like Jinder Mahal got drafted over to, to Raw, I believe it was, when he was the United States champion, and they had no um, intentions of moving the United States title over to Raw. So they had Jeff Hardy beat him on Raw for the United States title, and Jeff was drafted over to SmackDown. Or Jeff was drafted to SmackDown before he won the title, something like that, just to mm-hmm. kind of to swerve people. So that that part of it I really like. But man, like they, they're they're putting out like what I like they did this year. They're putting out like the mock draft, kind of like a bracket, like for the NCAA. They're like, hey, fill out your top ten picks and this, that, and the other thing, man. And it's like, okay. But every year the draft rules change. Every year we don't know what the draft rules are until like the night of. It's just I wish that they put more. I wish they made it look like they put more planning into things. And I know that's difficult with WWE because Vince likes to change his mind at the 11th hour. Well, but you have to. They have, so many, they have so many moving pieces and it's kayfabe. You know what I mean? They can and they have to. That's right? why the picks themselves can change. I don't yeah. have an issue with that. But set the rules. Like, how is it going to work? Is, you, wish it, you wish it was like, we all. if you've watched wrestling for more than a few years, you know how the Royal Rumble works. They don't yeah. have to explain it to you. Now, yeah. mind you, everyone gets mad when they explain the Royal Rumble to you because that's for new fans, right? Right, right? So with this, it's like, well, it's a draft. Like, how does this work? Who gets what picks? So Raw will get the, more picks. Are we doing a 3-2 model uh, again this year where Raw yeah. automatically gets the number one pick? Because if Raw automatically gets the number one pick, I have a bone to pick because you know there is no way in hell. I'll be stunned if it actually happens. There is no way in hell Fox is letting Roman Reigns get off a of SmackDown, and he is the slam dunk number one overall selection. So USA, for the second year in a row, is going to look stupid for passing up <laughs> Roman Reigns. They did it last year. Not a slight against Drew McIntyre at all. I love Drew McIntyre. I've talked to him a half a dozen times. I think he's a tremendous talent. Last I year, talked to him today. I yeah. talked to him today. That interview is going to be dropping within the next week. Last year, Drew McIntyre went number one overall when it should have been Roman Reigns. This year, I bet New Day gets selected when it should be the bloodline. Like, that's just how it's going to work. That's nothing against them. But Roman Reigns is the guy, man. If you talk to anybody in that locker room, they know Roman Reigns is the guy, which is why USA is going to look dumb when they pass him up. And the number one rule of pro wrestling is believability. So why would the USA Network, when they're struggling with ratings, pass up the biggest ratings draw in the company? It doesn't make any sense. So I almost wouldn't mind if WWE made like a a, a fantasy draft play here where they said, all right, this is now a keeper league. USA can keep three people. Fox can keep franchise tag. Yes, a franchise tag. This year we've put a franchise tag. And then there's been years where they say the champions can't move. Like the, the the champions, if you're a champion, we're not going to move you. Right. Uh, if you have a title, you're not going anywhere. Those rules change uh, from a, from a year to year basis. Um. So, same thing with the money in the bank. It's WWE basically plays whose line is it anyway with their rules for certain things. Like the, sure. the rules are made up and they don't matter because we'll change them at the at the zero hour anyway. But I like the idea of a franchise tag where Fox can go, hey, look. Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Those are our three champions. We don't want them going anywhere. They're going to stay here. Raw could do the same thing with Big E, Damian Priest, and Charlotte Flair, or whomever, a young up-and-comer that they want to keep. If, if, if SmackDown wants to invest in their future and keep Bianca Belair, they can totally do that. Uh, I like that idea. It makes the executives, the people who are making the picks, because there's no commissioners anymore, you got... Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville on both shows. I'm happy with that. 
It, I'm happy with that too. It's Fox. Yeah. I like the idea of Fox versus USA, but it's not going to make any damn sense when USA passes up Roman Reigns for the second year in a row. At least I think because we don't know the damn rules yet and we're a day away from the draft. Representing the USA Network, Chris Lee will come out and now <laughs> announce the next pick. Because he knows best. Yes, he knows best. Representing Fox, the NFL robot will now moonwalk to the stage to tell us who Fox has selected. Oh, it's uh, WWE. So- you know they'd send out Ryan Satin. <laughs> uh, let's get into this. What's the biggest move we could see in the draft? What's the biggest shakeup that you could get? I don't. You brought think- up Roman Reigns. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think E and and I even talked to Big E, and you know he made it quite clear that he, that Raw is his show now. Uh, at least mm-hmm. in his mind. Now I'm not saying things couldn't uh, couldn't shake up, obviously, but I think New Day are staying put. I think Roman Reigns and the uh, bloodline are staying put where they are. Um, which means I think the, the biggest shakeup honestly could be in. Do they the, get new challengers? Do, do, do oh, new I, people I, come over to smack to the face? I, I think they will. I like guys like Keith Lee uh, to move over. Um, I think Drew and Lashley are going to change brand. One of them is definitely going to change brands. Uh, I think Drew Drew's going to go wherever Big E goes now, which makes me think that Drew is staying. So Lashley, I think, is going to go over to SmackDown. It makes I, more sense. I think we could get a mid-card title swap. I think Damian Priest going over to SmackDown makes a ton of sense. Nakamura Shit, going over to Raw is a fresher thing. And... Yep, makes a ton of sense there. Uh, I think Pat McAfee would cry uh, if he if he didn't get to do the, the Rick Boogs entrance uh, anymore. Now but... Corey Taylor has to get on the table and, and dance. <laughs> Corey, Corey Graves has to get up on the Corey table. Graves. Uh, Corey Taylor Slipknot will show up every week, and he'll dance on the table. <laughs> maybe we get a uh, maybe we get an announcer shakeup, but I think the I think they've the done it before. They have. I think the biggest. I don't think Michael Cole would like losing. Uh, would like losing my uh, Pat McAfee. No, I, I don't think they're going to do it. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, also, I don't think Pat McAfee would want to do Monday nights with his radio schedule. No, I don't think. I don't do. think it works. I think no. him going on the road at the end of a week of radio you and i know yeah, he, he can stomach doing a, a pay-per-view on a sunday and then you know getting back up the next morning and doing that but um I monday think, night into tuesday no yeah i think the biggest shakeup is going to be in the women's division because you look at smackdown they are nine ten deep right now and then you add Super they've, Brutality they've, also, they've also wrestled all of each other. They've all had programs with each other. They've all kind of they have, but they haven't because you can't get Tony Storm on TV. You can't get Shotzi and Knox on TV. Yeah. Uh, Liv Morgan could barely get on TV. That might be the steal of the draft, by the way, is Liv Morgan, I think, going over to Raw as a slam dunk. Makes pick. complete sense. Uh, you also have people that haven't been on television some time that could reappear, be reintrodu- reintroduced in the draft. Specifically, we haven't seen Cesaro for a few months. He did have a great featured match after WrestleMania against Roman Reigns, where he nearly won the title. We haven't seen him since. I could see him reintroduced. You know, guys that are healthy. We haven't seen Kevin Owens. He's been playing more of a backseat role with Happy Corbin. Um, it's not an angle that needs to end. It's just a fun angle for television. It doesn't strike me as uh, having a big pay-per-view payoff or anything like that, though they could get to it uh, and still do it. Uh, I could see him moving, you know, even though he, there's a, reportedly he only has a few months left on his contract. That's the, uh, and that's, that's the interesting thing to me is where are these guys going to go? Where are Sammy and Kevin going to go? Because their contracts are running up soon. So I think the higher that they get taken, is a good sign that WWE has some more long-term plans for them. But if they fall into the Alistair Black category from last year where they're taking like with the second to last pick, yeah, I would uh, I'd be a little concerned that they don't have any long-term plans for those guys. 
could be indicative of it. I, I think uh, obviously the the AEW loyalists who are going to hate watch this draft are going to be able to do that. So you want to you want to do some hate watching? We got a stream for you Friday night. All right, uh, the ultimate second screen experience. The ultimate second screen experience for you Friday night. We'll be doing it during SmackDown. We will also still have Smack Talk, so hours and hours of streaming. So put us up on your phone, put us up on your tablet, put us up on your computer. Maybe maybe you just want to watch us talk about the draft while you while you do something in the yeah. background. You're playing you're playing your video games. All and and Kevin and I are going to have a little contest coming up here because we are actually going to do a straight fantasy draft. Kev mm-hmm. will be representing Monday Night Raw, the USA Network. He will yes. get the number one overall pick. I will be representing. I, I, I'm, I'm older, so I have to go with the older show, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm cooler, so I get Fox and uh, <laughs> and and SmackDown. So I will have the sec, uh, second overall pick. We are going to do uh, the top. What did I say here? I don't even remember my own rules. We're going to do ten picks each. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do the top twenty picks in the draft. We're just going to go back and forth. Uh, we're going to do that, and you're going to tell us who ended up with the better roster. Cause again, I did my own mock draft, but that's just me going back and forth. Sure. I love it when there's multiple people involved because one of us is going to make a pick. The other one, how, didn't how many picks do I get again? How many picks do I get here? We're going to do 10 each. Okay. All right. All right. So the, I got some time to prepare for this. So we're going to do this clip now here with Angelo Dawkins. You have to talk to him about a bunch I of things. Well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I got to talk to Angelo Dawkins this week ahead of the draft. Uh, talk to him a little bit about, hey, what happens if the Street Profits get split up, you know? And, and he had some some interesting things to say about that. Very, very confident uh, young man, fellow Cincinnati guy, fellow Fairfield High School grad. We were there at the same time. Didn't know each other then. We know each other now. That's the important thing. Um, but, yeah, he this is a guy who who did not shy away and say, hey, look, if it happens, we're, gonna, we're both going to hit this, you know, uh, head on. He talked about how he's got a there's a side of him that the WWE universe hasn't really seen yet because he hasn't had to showcase that teaming up with Montez Ford. Um, a lot of interesting comments there, but knowing that he is a huge Ohio State homer, I had to play with him a little bit here because he's a Cincinnati guy. You're supposed to root for the damn Bearcats, baby, when you're from Cincinnati, but no, he's an Ohio State guy. And I had to ask him about the rumors from last year where he got a ton of crap from the SmackDown locker room after Ohio State was eliminated uh, from the NCAA tournament. And he confirmed those rumors and more. It was hilarious. There were some Our mock draft coming up right after the this. SmackDown locker room gave you uh, a ton of crap when Buckeyes got knocked out of the NCAA tournament by uh, Oral Roberts uh, this past March, man. What was, what, was that? <laughs> what was that experience like? You know... First off, I need to know where this source came from <laughs> so I can go talk to them personally. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a rough day. I remember Ohio State jumped out to a quick, like, quick little lead. And I was like, oh, this game's over. I don't need to watch anymore. Like, we already know who's winning. And all of a sudden, then it goes into overtime. And I'm just like, what is going on here? And sure enough. As soon as that buzzer rang, that whole – it wasn't even just the locker room. It was like camera guys. <laughs> Vince even threw a joke at me. Oh, man. Paul Heyman, like, just like people, like, you wouldn't even think of talking about sports all the time, but, like, they know I'm just such a big Ohio State fan, and I talk a lot of smack. I mean, hey, look, I talk a lot of smack, and I got to be able to take it if I'm going to dish it out, which – I did. I, I'm I'm a good sportsman about that. Was I happy about the loss? No. 
Did I probably throw something in the locker room? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, there was a there was a lot of yeah, that was a rough day for me. You know what I'm saying? Even while I was wrestling, I believe we were wrestling Rey Mysterio and Dom that day. And uh yeah, you were. Dolph said something on commentary about Ohio State losing to Oral Roberts. Or he said something to me to my face while we were in the ring. And like and it was just like, Oh, okay, cool. All right. It was just <laughs> I mean, shoot, I got that. And then when they lost to Oregon a couple weeks ago, that was that was really bad. Mm. I had like Big E and all of them just right there. And then we went on to talk about UC and Ohio State. and Yeah, that, that whole entire thing. If you actually want to hear the wrestling part of the conversation uh, as well, uh, that is uh, that is up on the uh, Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel right now uh, as we speak. So you can check out that entire 18-minute conversation right now. Your mic is muted, Kevin. Your mic is muted, Kevin. Kevin, your mic is muted. <laughs> Kevin, I didn't want to be talking during the during the clip. Uh, we have we have a big interview coming up here with Big John Bronson. Yeah, gonna be this in a Colossal one would say. All right, so I get to go first in this mock draft. Yes. So the rules are: the entire WWE roster is up for grabs. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. You get the first pick. We're going to alternate. We're going to we're going to do tw uh, 20 overall picks, 10 each. So, yes, sir, you get the first overall pick. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with my assessment that there is only one way you can go here? I understand. So I have the first pick. So I have the opportunity here to take the most popular and desired superstars. They're not wrestlers. They're superstars. In WWE, they're superstars. Yes. I was thinking about this, and I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. Okay, All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the smart thing. I'm gonna pit because uh, I want the most desired guy in all of wrestling that everyone wants to see get pinned. And if he's gonna get pinned, he's gonna get pinned on my show. All right, Roman Reigns is coming to Monday Night Raw. He's coming over okay, to USA now, Network. You can do tag teams and factions. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cheapen you here. You have the option of taking the entire bloodline, or are you just taking Roman Reigns? I think you, you need the whole act, right? So, but then I'd be flipping my tag belts in too. I'm okay with that though. I wouldn't mind flipping my maybe, tag belts. Maybe you still have the option of draft of drafting Orton and, and Matt Riddle too. So it's it's on the board. So you're gonna take them all. You're gonna, gonna take, take them all. Thing. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the whole thing. I'm gonna take them all. All right. Then I gotta go with the reactionary. All right. I would go a different direction here. No offense to the new day, but I gotta have a world title on my show. Not gonna let you take Biggie. And that WWE championship. So I am taking the new day. Mm. Second overall, number one, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods. Putting some respect on their names after last year they fell all the way to the fourth round and were split up. Paid off in the long run, but at the time it was very disrespectful. They deserve this slot. Another thing is there's going to be people you don't remember and it feels bad because there's so much wrestling to keep up with. Like, by the time we get to the end of this list, you're going to say name, I'll be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> think of that. Or vice versa. Uh, my number two pick is going to be Becky Lynch. I want I Becky Lynch. Uh, I want I want, I want, want sassy, mean heels up top. I got a three-hour show. I got to have villains you can chase. All right? I understand that may swap my titles, but hey, I'm shaking things up again. So I'm bringing the hottest action SmackDown over to my Night Raw, some fresh combinations. I'm going with the man and the head of the table at the top of my card here. My number two pick is Becky Lynch. 
You have stolen. Give it both to me. Give, you have give me. No, both. no, no. That Funko Pop comes over to me. Give it to me. You got, you got both of them. You took give them both, both of my, me. You took both of my Funko give, Pop. Give them. Give, hand them over. They're all I have left. I was really hoping you were like a Charlotte Homer. That would. Uh, oh, good for you. That's my really Charlotte, hoping, my Charlotte uh, impression. Good yeah, for you. I was you. really hoping you were a Charlotte Homer. This man. Oh, man. See, this hurts me because, again, I almost have to be reactionary. I'm I'm almost forced mm -hmm. to take the Raw Women's Championship. And I got to take Charlotte, number two overall. You're taking number two overall. You went with Charlotte. I, I, I got I to gotta keep the – I got I to gotta have a women's world title on my show. Mm -hmm. And it is the queen, one of the greatest in-ring performers in the history of women's wrestling, in the history of wrestling. Screw it. She's fantastic. So, yes, I will – happily take my consolation prize that is the queen charlotte blair even though she's not from the real queen city that would be cincinnati i don't care what she says uh my number three pick evan owens uh Ooh. if i'm wwe uh i want to keep him in the fold i want to keep him happy i want to be able I, we've cooled him off here he had a big run earlier at the in and uh 2020 into 2021 chasing Roman Reigns for the title. They did many many matches, but I think there's other things you can do with him that are more personable and away from a title. I do think someone with his ability, his wide range to connect with the audience of both a villain and a hero is necessary. And I think him as a chasing babyface in some way or another uh is is cool with the different hands that would be possible there. Got to keep him in the fold. Can't let him out of WWE. Want him to know he's desired. He's my number 3 pick. All right, I am going to go with a guy who I believe is a slam dunk mm -hmm. future world champion mm -hmm. and is also the current United States champion. I am selecting Mr. Damian Priest. Okay. All right. Banger of a match on Monday, by the way, against Sheamus, who, by the way, reportedly will not be involved in this year's draft because he underwent another nose surgery another nose surgery oh this poor man barely has a nose on his face it's awful so you want damian priest good good choice there you got a guy who had a big hit at wrestlemania you know really connects with the latin american audience which means coming. i think by proxy i get bad bunny as well do you do, do you just get bad bunny by well uh, I, 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 can see bunny. I can see that i can see them wanting that on the moment so so my number four pick i'm on a number four right yes i'm going with the demon I'm going with Finn Balor. I'm Ooh. bringing Finn Balor uh, over. I think uh, Finn Balor and Kevin Owens can do some really special business. They've done it before in NXT. I think it's another thing you can revisit with a bigger audience here on Raw. And, and maybe, give me a heel Owens and a Balor there. Some banger matches. Uh, they can have some real spectacles, and they don't even need the title there. Uh, that's the way I see this thing going. I'm going with that. Uh, and that makes Finn Balor my number four pick number four you're on the board there rick so to recap so far you have the bloodline you have becky i have number lynch. one roman reigns in the bloodline number two becky lynch number three finn balor no, number three kevin owens number four finn balor and i have new day including the wwe champion biggie i have mm -hmm. charlotte raw women's champion damian priest united states champion you know what charlotte needs charlotte needs an opponent she needs a rival. She needs somebody who is incredibly gifted, incredibly talented, incredibly over with the fan base. 
and the number four overall pick for SmackDown, Bianca Belair, the E-S-T of W-W-E. You messed up some of my picks. You messed up some of my picks. <laughs> oh. All right, here's where I become. Here's where I become. I'm going to aggravate you. I'm going to aggravate you here. Okay. You said anyone in the WWE, right? Correct. Yes, anybody. Currently under contract. My number five is the beast, Brock Lesnar. Oh, you can have him. I don't care. <laughs> don't give a damn. Take him. Why don't you give a damn about Brock Lesnar? Because if I'm building a show, I'm not worried about part-timers. I understand that Brock Lesnar is a draw, but you get him maybe maybe 10 times a year, and eight of those are pay-per-views. So it doesn't really help your show by having I may Brock. have wasted a pick. I may have wasted a pick there. You, you may have indeed wasted a pick. And he would, he would float around. But I like Brock Lesnar. I think there's some fun things I can do with him and some people that I have. Oh, man. There's so many options on the table. Here. See, now we're getting into mid-card territory. All right? That's my number five. So now we're really thinking about how can you fill out the bottom end of your show with some people that are coming up fast. Mid-card territory? We barely... I, I, I have, like, one main event act so far. Current main event act in my uh, men's roster at the moment. I've, I've made some good picks so far, though. I, my, I, I would say... Roman Reigns, I got Becky, I got Owens, I got Balor. Oh no, your your roster's great. I, now I'm I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna go current or future. I'm trying to, I, but I, I'm only guaranteed to get him for a year, so it's making me think I should take a a, a main event, uh, a main event star. You know where I see money? Mm-hmm. I see money in the women's division. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna continue to stack my roster. I'm gonna take the boss, Sasha Banks. I'll take okay. that anchor of Charlotte, Bianca, and Sasha. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. I'll take that, and I'll run with it. Good for you. I'll take your Sasha, and I'll raise you a Bailey. Bailey's oh. on the shelf. She's injured. I reintroduce her, fresh off injury, <laughs> as my new badass. And maybe I even make her uh, my my top baby face. My bad girl. We do bad girl Bailey. Versus badass the man Becky Lynch, Becky versus Bailey under these circumstances. Get myself a hot match on, on uh, WrestleMania coming up here in a little bit. I don't, I don't, I don't mind that at all. In fact, I, I left her out there for one important reason because I really, really, really want to see that uh, Becky Lynch Bailey feud. So I wasn't going to steal her away from you and deprive myself of seeing that. So uh, I, I, I'll let you have Bailey, especially since she's going to be on the shelf for a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna steal go. away. That's a that's a deep Ozzy Osbourne cut. Look up that song. Steal away the night. Fun song. I'm 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 okay. Uh, <laughs> man, it's like seven other women I still want to draft. But I got I got to fill out the men's roster too. You know you got to. We're we're at the. This is the seventh pick now. This is. Or is it six? Are you six now? What do you oh, have there? Excuse me, six. Yeah, I'm at the, the six. I just did my six pick. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is this is getting difficult getting really 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 difficult man. Man, 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 man man hang on let me uh Come all right now, i'm taking a tag team okay i'm gonna take r k Randy Orton is still a draw. Riddle is a a really hot over up and comer. I need tag team champions on my show. You need some Gaga. 
You need some you need some uh some gaga, some haha on SmackDown. I need I need some flip-flops flying and some virtual birds in the air. That's what I need, baby. Vince McMahon really likes birds. <laughs> I saw that clip. That was good. Yeah. If if ever there was a if ever there was a clear indication that someone in WWE gets to enjoy some some marijuana on the road, <laughs> it is it is Matt Randolph. God bless him. God bless uh, him, man. God bless him for sure. All right. So that's your sixth pick. All right. My seventh pick is a match that has been teased. Uh, a match that has been teased on SmackDown, and maybe I'm just a, I'm, I'm a real prick. I like to steal some things that are hot on SmackDown. It's the, it's the most watched wrestling show. I gotta have those hot angles. I gotta have those angles that have been built on your show pay off on my show. You're not getting father versus son on Friday nights. You're getting it on Monday nights. I'm getting the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray. And they are a tag team, and I do get to see them have a tag team run. Maybe I get to see them fight each other. All right, so I wanted to manipulate the the herd here and play them as one pick together, potentially get father versus son, Ray versus Dominic Mysterio, who I'm going to be interviewing next week. I'm interviewing Dominic. There you go. So I'm going with uh, the Mysterios. They're my seventh pick. I got like five people I want to take here. Trying to think who who would you take? Who who are who are you eyeballing? That's what I want to know. I have some different ones here. I, I'm gonna say that. I have some I have some choices that may surprise people. I'm taking Lib Morgan. All right, you messed you messed up my next one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I hear look, man. I I want I want baby faces. I want people who are popular. I was there at Extreme Rules on Sunday. Huge I, reaction for her when she. Came I out. know that I was. I passed up some surefire things, but man, I'm looking towards the future. She is a future women's champion. I have been on the Liv Morgan bandwagon for a, a long time now. It was deafening, deafening for her in Columbus at Extreme Rules. I'm I'm adding to my women's division. Absolutely stacked right now. I'm taking Liv Morgan. She's my uh, she's my sleeper pick uh, for sure. I'll take your Liv Morgan, and I will raise you if if you go for the character who's able to connect with the audience and have some hot matches. I'm going to go with someone who's been able to connect with the audience and exceed expectations and live up to the hype when she was brought into the WWE fold. I'm talking about the top female pro wrestler in the world, Io Shirai. I'm going with Io Shirai. She comes up to Money at Raw from NXT. She's my number eight pick. I like it. Actually, I like that a lot, mostly because it allows me to swoop in and steal the face that runs the place along with his big-ass best friend. <laughs> I am taking AJ Styles and Omas. That is one of the names I didn't recall. <laughs> I saw yeah, that. I'm trying to think of who's, who's available. <laughs> so you got Orton, you got Styles, you got Banks, you got a lot of big names. I do. All right. Yeah, I'm bringing. I, I'm, in, I, I, I'm taking a little bit more of a risk on some older names, but like some, 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 still some newer people though too. At the same, sure. Are you taking uh, Goldberg next? No. <laughs> what about Gage? <laughs> Is Gage coming in? You ass. <laughs> You're just making fun of me because I went with Brock Lesnar as a pick. <laughs> you went with Bork Laser. I went with Bork Laser, as the internet calls him. 
My number nine pick is definitely out there. He is someone we've never even seen have a professional wrestling match yet. He is someone, though, we've seen win some hardware. I'm going in with the lucrative uh, secure talent that WWE has in Gable Steveson, the gold medal pro, uh, the gold medal wrestling champion for the Team USA in the last Olympics. He is an acquisition. He is a project that WWE want to build, and I want him built on Monday at Raw. I want him being going through people and mowing them down and becoming a, a hot star that can appeal to a younger audience and a legitimate sports audience. And I want Gable Stevenson versus Brock Lesnar on Monday at Raw. You know who I want over on Friday night SmackDown? Who's that? Somebody I already talked up. Somebody I'm already sold on. I'm taking Rex, Braun, Breaker, Steiner. I'm re- I think he- I'm moving him up. Forget the seasoning. He's calling calling him. You got you get those late picks. Who's who's your dark horse? I want him. You're gonna sneak Let's in there go. at the end. I know exactly. If I had more than ten picks, I might wait here. But you know what? I want him on my show. I I'm I'm I like him that much. I think he's a can't miss prospect. He's there at nine. I gotta take him. I'm taking Braun Breaker. So now I'm looking at my final pick, and I have like three names here. That I'm thinking about choosing. Who? What three names do you think I'm looking at? Oh, I think because you leave someone off and then you pick them off. Right. I'm probably gonna remind you of somebody. Um yeah. but you don't want to you don't want to show your cards either, though, right? So I'm not asking. I mean, it doesn't matter. I got last pick. I don't care. I got like five people on my list too. So <laughs> you're uh, gonna be leaving some, we're, believe, we're all gonna be leaving someone off, right? Yeah, I can't believe Shinsuke is still out there. I can't believe Drew McIntyre is still out there. I can't believe Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business are still out there. Uh I can't believe my next pick is still out there. Um yeah, there's some there's some names. The thing is, I didn't choose Drew because I thought you would choose Drew. So I was like, <laughs> all right. And and then I'm also like, well, if you don't pick them, then they, then they're they are where they are, right? You know, wherever they let where I they hope, I hope Drew's not watching this show. Oh, I just interviewed Drew today. <laughs> He's gonna know. He's gonna know. <laughs> We're screwed. He's gonna... Drew's gonna come. He's gonna come to the. He's gonna come to the BMO Harris Bank Center in Rockford, Illinois. I'm gonna be in the front row of the house show. It's not gonna be televised. And then he's gonna see my big ball dumbass and say, "You son of a bitch! You didn't pick me, and you're my friend." Oh God, Claymore. Me. There's another guy I can't believe that's still out there. Actually, there's two other guys I can't believe that are still out there. They're in a hot, hot feud over on uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Very personal feud on Friday Night SmackDown. One of them may have been a messiah at one point. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're still out there. Mm. Oh, this is my pick, right? Yes, your final pick. Fresh matchups, right? Yes. So I'm going with a fresh matchup, and maybe they'll regret this. I'm going with somebody who had some boo-boos. Had some serious surgeries and different things like that. Everyone knows him as an XT name. We've only known him a little bit on Monday at Raw. But I'm going with the NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I think it's time that we call him up and we have him do some 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 tours of duty on Monday Night Raw. I go with Tommaso Ciampa. I get, I think it creates a fresh situation. I think Ciampa versus Reigns, Ciampa versus Lesnar, Ciampa versus these other names I have is exciting. Uh, you know, stars make matches, and I have some stars here to make matches with. So all those names I threw out, 
You're leaving them sit there for me. So I I I either, I gotta piss somebody. You, off. you can pick them, but I want with something that's different because I think I, I I've just like seen a lot of like, combinations. Like All I thought it was just combinations. Like who is exciting? What's 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 exciting on paper with these people together, right? You know, because in theory, we in theory, like we're just doing the top ten, but in theory, yeah. we would get you know more picks. Oh yeah, we we would get like what 20, 25? What are they gonna do on TV? You think? Hell, I know. There's two nights of it. <laughs> Yeah, they, 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 well, they did last year, the last couple of years, they did like the after the after show stuff where they put them out on social media and they, they went pretty much the whole entire roster until everybody was or, or they'll do picks during the commercial breaks too on social media, which I thought was kind of crazy. All right. I'm trying to think who do I want? I'm not. I'm not about separating families. So I will leave Seth Rollins for you. Although oh, are you are you implying that I separated families by picking Becky Lynch and not picking? Well, I'm not going to separate the family by. Uh, that's, I, I'm the one who told you to take the Usos. I am not about separating anybody because I don't think he's quite ready yet to be out on his own. But I do believe he is a future world champion. So I'm, but he still needs some seasoning. So I'm going to keep his tag partner alongside him. Same man I interviewed today. I'm going to take the Street Profits. Montez Ford, future WWE champion Montez Ford, and Angelo Dawkins. I think you made some good picks there, bud. I'm sorry, Drew. Don't hate me. Don't unfollow me. Don't hate me, Drew. Don't hate me, Drew. <laughs> Drew, Drew, if you're watching, I know you're watching. I know you're absolutely watching. Yeah, you're a big fan of the Inside Cradle. As <laughs> WWE is. Uh, uh, I, I, I definitely feel and get the impression that uh that that i made some strong picks here i'm, I'm scrolling my, my picks at the bottom of the screen by the way uh, i wanted sasha potentially in the second spot there that's why i have her there um are you scrolling my picks oh uh, do you want do you have your picks so put your put your picks on the screen if you if you have them there to scroll all you, right well I'll, I'll do i'll do it while we're airing uh airing big show um so we left, a lot to get into. Talent, we left a lot of talent out we there we did man. but it's you only get those 10 those 10 spots you know right? why i hate myself you know why i hate myself is because i have been screaming i have been screaming for months for the wwe to put some respect on the intercontinental championship and then we go through 20 damn picks and neither one of us took the damn intercontinental champ the hottest the hottest entrance in wrestling is is nakamura and boobs right uh, him playing him playing guitar to the ring and we left that uh on of our of our of our options to play with here pop quiz i i hit dutch and uh sid with this one you know the mm-hmm. last time the intercontinental championship was defended on a pay-per-view god it's got to be more than a year right feels like it wrestlemania wrestlemania was the last time the intercontinental championship was defended oh big biggie and apollo cruz yeah yeah the nigerian drum fight was the first time it was the last time it's been defended can we put some damn respect on Shinsuke Nakamura? I should have taken him 10th. Damn it. Oh, well, I'm taking him 11th because you're taking Seth Rollins 11th. What, what do you think of my picks? What do you think of them? I, I had some out there picks. I know I had some out there picks. I think I did better. You think you had better, you better, <laughs> better selections? You guys can vote. Running it down. Kevin, Bloodline, Becky Lynch. I love your top two picks. Those yeah. would have been my top two picks. Yeah. Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Bork Laser. Bailey, Mysterios, Io Shirai, Gable Stevenson, Tommaso Ciampa. The winning team, SmackDown, New Day, Charlotte, Damian Priest, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, RK Bro, Liv Morgan, AJ Styles, and Omos. 
Rex Broadbreaker in the street prop. I think I win. We right. want to talk to Jonah. Yes, we want to talk to Jonah. We want to talk to Big Jonah. We had a lot. We got to do a lot in this conversation with him. Uh, if you're a fan of him, I think you get you get another scope, another deep deep uh, brushing of who he is as a person and how uh, he seems like he's in really good spirits and that he he's yes. excited about his future post WWE. Uh, and also he does, he didn't, the thing I knew when the conversation are, we're not going to get him on here, like trashing WWE and saying they treated me so poorly or And he didn't give that. He just said, I was kind of surprised by it. And he does lay out the whole process of how that happened. And, and the circumstance of it were very, very surprising. So he is human in it. He does. He's not, he's not, you know, keeping it safe or anything like that. We get everything from him. Um, um, and you, you, you get an idea where his head is at and what type of big matches he wants to have now outside of WWE. And those big matches emphasis on big are still very much available. Also, we get into all the different things he wants to cover on his new podcast. Let's yes. jump right into it. Our conversation with the man, you know, as Bronson Reed, but you now know him as big Jonah. Earlier this year, our guest was the WWE NXT North American champion. Now he's in a completely new place, not just bound by North America, all right? He is one of the most desired super heavyweights in all of professional wrestling, one of the most talked about free agents in all of professional wrestling. You know him as Bronson Reed. The world now knows him as Big Jonah. Jonah, how are you doing? Welcome to Sports Kita. Uh, we're going to go into some deep diving topics here. You got a lot of cool projects now outside of WWE. Yes. How, yep. how is how is life for you now post WWE? Uh, it's going good. You know, it, it was a shock to begin with, you know, something that I didn't have in my uh, trajectory for this year at all. You know, I sort of had my year planned out uh, from a creative standpoint from WWE and sort of my own personal life because I, I tried to you know, work my personal life around my work. So I had that all planned out and then uh Spanner got thrown in the works and now now I'm figuring out new adventures. And and one of those, uh you're you're diving into our side of the world. You you just started up your own podcast. Yes, that's right. I started up my own podcast. It's called Jonadrome. Uh and it's been very cathartic for me. I've been able to speak about what I want to speak about. Uh, and I'm going to be like, much like you guys having guests on eventually. So, uh, for the time being, it's just myself, but I will have guests eventually. Yeah. And cool. you got a leg up on us. Cause you have much better connections than, than we do. <laughs> maybe, you know, I try not to burn any bridges. I, where I go, uh, but maybe, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some, there's some names in your phone. Oh, I, I'm a number. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> depending on where they work, maybe I'll be able to get them on. I don't know. <laughs> So let, let, tell me about the process. Obviously, this is something you've had to talk to a lot of people about, but you mentioned where things were going. It was 2021 was a huge year for you already. Uh, a massive title win, you know, a defining moment for you in, in a cage on television against Johnny Gargano, an incredible match. And your sky's the limit. There's talk of you getting out of NXT and going to Raw and SmackDown. And then this comes out of nowhere. For a lot of people observing wrestling, it didn't seem like you would be a name people would put in that category. It seems like this was a shock to you. But you talked about you kind of knew what your plans were going to be for the rest of the year creatively in terms of your character and your performance. Can you allude to what some of that was? Do you have an idea what some of that was or what some of the things were p potentially on the table or talked about? Yeah, I mean, the way that, uh, you know, big companies, especially WWE work is you, you get told, um, some people get told what their future might hold and what 
the story might be going, you know, further down the track. And I was sort of given that by Hunter himself and, and I worked closely with Shawn Michaels as well. Um, so I sort of had tracked out that, you know, I was going to be North American champion, uh, be sort of that strong North American champion that defends his belt all the way to the end of the year and eventually face off with the NXT champion. So that was the story that was going to happen. Um, but then obviously with WWE, things change on a week to week basis. So I always, you know, I, I, I believe those things when they happen, even when they told me I was becoming the North American champion, I was like, okay, I'll wait until, until it actually happens before I get happy. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't expect to be released amongst all that. So, uh, as that was all happening, things sort of started changing pretty quickly. Um, and I was thrown into doing some dark matches and and a tape match for main event uh, for Vince McMahon and the word on the street, you know, whatever everyone told me backstage was that I was going to move up um, and I North American Championship thought I was headed, um, but instead I ended up being released. So yeah, big shock. And I think a lot of the wrestling community, uh, fans and everyone that I did the, the media rounds. And the first time we yes. got to talk was when you won the, the North American championship. You talked about, you know, you wanted to, I think the line you dropped on me was you wanted this to be like RBD's, you know, ECW yes. TV title run. And, you know, when you dropped it so quickly there afterwards, I immediately thought, and I think I even messaged you like, Dude, big things got to be ahead for you. And, you know, you start doing those those, those dark matches, man, and it's like, yeah, this has got to be going the direction. And, yeah, it was like a total shock to everybody. It just took the wind out of the sails of social media when that, yeah. um, when that news dropped. And, you know, there was I, – I saw the, the interview you did with Chris Van Vliet, and you said yep. you really weren't given uh, a reason uh, for, for why this happens. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's got to be eating at you to – is there anything that you thought might have, have happened or anything you might think the reason might be? Yeah, th that's the hard thing, you know, when these things happen, a lot of the times they don't give you a reason and you're sort of uh, left, you know, just thinking and, and being a professional wrestler, I'm someone that's so obsessed with what I do. I've been a fan of wrestling since I was a child, since I could remember. So I've always been obsessed with wrestling. And uh, when you're working, that's all you think about. So then to have it just, you know, go cold turkey as they speak. That's all you think about as well. Is like, oh, what happened? And um, I made sure when I did get my call for my release, which I thought was a call to be going up to a SmackDown uh, at the time. Yeah, it was actually a Friday night uh, during a SmackDown episode. I was watching at home. I get the call from Connecticut. So I'm like, okay, better answer this. Must be uh, <laughs> work. Uh, and it's John Laurinaitis. I answered, you know, nicely thinking, okay, here we go. And he said, oh, we have to exercise our right to release you. Um, big shock. I, I sort of was a bit um, taken for words. I, I didn't know what to say. But a lot of people sort of are quick to accept that and be like, okay, and then that's it. And then they hang up and you're done. Whereas I made sure to ask him why. And I thought if I asked him, maybe he could tell me, you know, we're going in a different direction or you need to work on A, B, and C, and then I can proactively do that. Um, but instead it was, it's just a no for now. So mm -hmm. that leaves you even uh, more, even uh, more confused. He goes, it's just a no for now. The door is always open and that was it. So 
Now, I um, I work in radio full time. This is just my my part time gig. And yeah. about and seven or eight years ago, after five years on that grind of like trying to to make it in radio, which is incredibly difficult, as Kevin can allude to oh. as well, because he's also in the business. I, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. I, I had I had my release recently, so, so. <laughs> um, yeah, you get. I, it. Yeah, I get after, it. Five, after a five year grind, I finally got my uh, my my dream job covering the Reds and and the Bengals, and I was getting paid to go to games, and I was loving it. And, it was for an upstart station, and we were promised, hey, look, we're going to give you guys time to grow. We're going to give you three years. And then after six months, you know, they they got impatient with us, and they called yeah. us up on a conference call and fired all of us. Um, and I'm not going to lie, man, that kind of killed my passion for the business, like squashed it almost immediately. And to be honest, the only thing that kept me going was – I put so much time and effort into this. I'm going yes. to keep going and I'm going to keep pushing forward. And eventually I landed a good job again and I got, I got my passion back over time. But, you know, initially did that, was there any kind of that, those same feelings for you when you got that call? Like, man, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, I, I think you do take it one of two ways. Either you do take like that, it crushes you and you're like, okay, maybe I need to reassess things. Or it motivates you to sort of show them why they're wrong. And that's the sort of mindset that I had straight away. Uh, I was a little upset, but I was more angry than anything just because I didn't see it coming. Uh, I always did what they asked of me. I was getting used really well. So I, I thought that it was just a wrong move by them. So um, because I am such a big wrestling fan, I always try to take time to remind myself why I am a fan and why I do what I do. Uh, and I had just went back, like when that had happened, I went back and watched some, some matches that I'm very fond of. And wow. my wife reminded me like, Hey, think about why you love this and why you do this. And it is for the professional wrestling aspect of it. So I can continue to be a pro wrestler somewhere else. Um, so yeah, if anything, it's just motivated me to be like, okay, I'll just go take my talents elsewhere and it's their loss. Now we can't really jump right into where that elsewhere is. No, um, but uh, the, the, obviously the the landscape. Oh, I've been using the word landscape a lot for wrestling in the past two years, quite a bit. Yeah, but it is a different space. It uh, is obviously WWE is a majority of it, but it, there's a very wide open space and there's a lot of opportunities out there. We could talk about promotions, but I think a lot of fans want to talk about matchups. You are a super heavyweight. You are a a rare physical specimen in this business and there are a handful of other very large as is your uh your compatriot in wwe the current wwe champion big beefy men out there who want yes. to slap the meat uh, uh biggie uh who what tell me about the super heavyweight range right now in wrestling and you now as a free agent who oh wow you me and you could do some special things there's some names out there that you're eye maybe you don't have to name any of them but obviously yeah. there's something out there for you to sink your teeth into right now Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think I am given, you know, the talent that I am is very different to uh, a, a lot of what is out there. I am a super heavyweight, but I am a little bit different in that uh, I'm not the tall super heavyweight. I'm more compact and wide. <laughs> uh, so I like to compare myself to like a modern day Bam Bam Bigelow or something yeah. along those lines um, where I am agile as well. Uh, and I am always watching wrestling, so I'm always looking out for opponents. There was obviously a few in WWE that I really wanted to work with, Samoa Joe being probably the biggest one of them, um, which was probably on the books, but 
<laughs> didn't happen. Uh, outside of there, you know, I've, I've been watching Impact. I've been watching AEW. I've been watching New Japan. I've been watching the indies as well. So I always see, um, I think styles make matches. So it's not always like the big guy, big guy work. But there are a lot of big guys that I think I could have great matches with. Uh, Miro and AEW, I think, would be a, a, a great matchup for me. Uh, Moose in Impact is someone that I'd like to get in the ring with. And then pretty much the whole New Japan roster. Like I've been I've been watching that for quite a while. I wrestled in Japan for Pro Wrestling Noah, and that's a style that I'm very attracted to. Uh, and I'd like to get in there with a lot of their top guys. I'm glad you brought up Miro specifically because uh, it has become almost a tradition every week when I'm watching AEW on Wednesdays and Miro's on the screen. I wait for your tweet. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wait for some. I, okay, what's Jonah going to say this week when, when Miro's on? <laughs> uh, what is it so specifically about him that uh, that you think would make a great matchup between you two? Uh, I think it's just the, the style. So, like, mm -hmm. I think he's that big, bad bruisers type of style, and I am all that and more, but I'm also, you know, generally people know me as a baby face. Uh, I think the wrestling world is going to be shocked if I get to be something other than a baby face. Uh, you know, a lot of people that have followed me through my whole career when I was Jonah Rock before Bronson Reed know that I have a very mean side to me and that was not seen in WWE. And I think wherever I do go, maybe you'll get to see that. And I think it's going to shock a lot of people. Now, we're in this open space. A lot of live events are coming back. Yes. Uh, obviously, you're, you're, you're obviously waiting to call your shot here. Uh, and how excited are you, though, for this next move? Which is, is, you say, you, you were telling us before we went here, you didn't tell us anything we can't reveal, right? But yes. how excited are you for this next move? And how much do you think fans and supporters of you are going to look forward to this? Uh, I think if you're a fan and supporter, you're going to look forward to whatever I do. Um, but it is very exciting for me. You know, I've been, as soon as I stopped, uh, got the release from WWE, I wanted to wrestle straight away. And then you have a, you know, I had the 30 day, no compete. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, I also have some immigration stuff to deal with being from Australia. Uh, and then even before that, it was a couple of weeks that I didn't actually get to work. So by the time I actually get to wrestle, it might be a few months before I've actually step foot in a ring so i'm very excited to do so uh and i'm just hoping it all comes together well and the fans enjoy it you um you talk about not burning bridges right you, you always yes. want to keep your options on the table and, and obviously you have something something in the works hopefully we'll find out soon we're all very excited to find out what was soon but i'm curious like did what how how things ended with wwe did that kind of close the door on ever working with them again in the future or would you be open to that uh, I don't ever close any door. You know, I, I think, you know, I am not a fan of sort of the direction they are taking, uh, where they want to not proactively seek independent wrestlers being an independent wrestler myself that, that wrestled, you know, all across the world for 13 years before he actually got signed to WWE. I think that's a wrong move on their part. So, for the time being, it's not somewhere where I would want to be. I watch the product and it's not something that I actually would want to do. Some, you know, I, I still make sure to keep up with the product. Uh, and I think sometimes things happen for a reason. And, and upon reflecting on, on being released and seeing what road they're sort of going down, I'm like, maybe I wouldn't have been the best fit there anyway. Mm. Um, but I, I'll never say that the door is closed because you never know 
with how the business moves so quickly in six months, that might all change. And they might have a, a different perspective or a different avenue that they're going down as well. Or a new role that comes up and you're like, you know who'd be great for this? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, 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 and, and those things present themselves. And, and that's happened before and it can happen again, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you, we, since you have left WWE NXT and everyone knew you from NXT, NXT's gone over some really heavy changes. Uh, stylistically, yes. the roster is different, the way the show is presented, the way the show is filmed, all these different things. Have you been able to see it? And what is your take on it since you contributed so much to the brand? Yeah, I mean, I, I have watched it. And, you know, I'm not going to bury anyone or <laughs> do anything along those lines. Get the shovel. Uh, <laughs> Get the shovel, Jonah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hang on. Uh, are the tabloids ready? Joni's about, about, about to drop something. ready for your pull quotes now yes. that everyone's going to run with. And, uh, That's what happens. Here comes the shoot. Here comes the shoot, guys. And, no. and, and everything I say is a shoot. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think it's obviously still an entertaining product to watch. It's It's something different to what they had. But for me, uh, being such a fan of the pro wrestling side of the business, not so, so much the entertainment side, mm -hmm. uh, I always thought that even though I was in WWE, NXT was that pro wrestling brand. And it, it was almost not like ECW, but it was a little counterculture. It was a little bit more gritty. It was a little bit more focused on what happens in the ring. And then to have that taken away, it sort of just feels just like another WWE show to me. So that's my views on it. Mm. now are there obviously you still have a lot of friends in, in, in that locker room uh yes. you know you find yourself watching tv and kind of you know rooting certain people on and hoping that they do uh, particularly well on uh, on television yeah 100 percent. yeah there's there's still a lot of friends there and guys that i worked with or, or became friends with while working with them and i still want to try and support those guys and that's why i still watch the product to see you know my friends what they're doing and and uh, what's going on Tell me about the podcast, Jonah Drum. Like, what 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 is yeah. what is the what is the concept? Everyone everyone can do a podcast, right? You're on. Yes, right right. pretty much so, everybody has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something I did want to do while I was in WWE, and I was sort of told no, I could I couldn't do it. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And then as soon as I got that release, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that podcast. Um, and I wanted to make it about obviously my journey in in pro wrestling, but also about just the inside of my mind, basically. So I talk about what I'm doing for the week. I talk about uh, movies and music as well, because I'm very big into pop culture and film. Uh, so it's sort of just, yeah, an inside of the mind of Jonah. And I'll just randomly ramble on for a half an hour every week. What have you been watching then? <laughs> I was gonna what, say, what, uh, what's the move? What, there's a lot of stuff coming out now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm constantly watching things. So yeah, I try to keep up with like new releases and things like that. I I have an app called Letterboxd, if you guys know about I've, that. I've heard of it. I don't use it. Yeah. Either. You basically can rate movies and you can also leave reviews and stuff like that. So I'm getting people to, to follow me on there. Um, at the moment, I'm actually watching an Australian television show called Wentworth, which is based in a women's prison. Mm. Uh, uh, it's actually been out for, I think they've had eight seasons now. And it was something when I lived in Australia, everyone was like, you got to watch this show. You got to watch this show. And I just never did. And then randomly, I want to say a week ago, my wife's like, oh, this is on Netflix. Started watching it. I'm hooked. <laughs> it man it's it's insane too it, it's and especially if like you're busy like me and you start a netflix show like all you want to yes. do is, is i ended up staying way too late because i started that uh that midnight mass series the the next one in like, oh the yes 
Yeah. Good, man. It's good. It's, it's good? not as scary okay. as Bly Manor and, and Haunting of Hill House. It's not as scary, but it's more of a mystery type thing. And I would, if you have time to run through all seven episodes, so if you have seven hours of free time, I would suggest <laughs> you're, you're going to want to binge it. I would definitely um, say that. I've seen the other two, like part of that series and a big horror fan as well. So that, that was uh, my next, yeah, that was my next question was like, what kind of genres and, and things do you like before we move on there? Since you have seen haunting of Hill house, I will always maintain. And, and Kevin, okay. if you're not, uh, if, if you haven't seen it, you know, go ahead. Spoilers. Spoil spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen haunting. I'm taking my headphones off. Go ahead. Earmuffs. Uh, when Nell popped out of the back of the car, was that not the yeah. most inventive <laughs> goddamn scare in the history? I've seen that series twice and I jumped through my roof both damn times. Yeah, I think what they do so well is it is so suspenseful. And sometimes they don't really have many jump scares throughout. Even even one episode will go past where nothing really yeah. scares you. So then when they do do a jump scare, you're like, oh, and it, it really gets you. So yeah. I was a sucker for all the found footage horror movies when that was a trend. Like I knew yep. it was a trend, but I was, I was, I, the gimmick got me for lack I, of a better phrase. The gimmick got me. Yeah. And I remember seeing myself at like the fourth or fifth paranormal activity movie, like in the theater. I was like, dude, I'm such a, I was like, they got me. They, yeah. they so got me. Like I, I went and watched like, all those movies as well. I think there's a there's a new one coming up from what I read. New, they waited a yeah. few years to put them out because they put yeah. them out like every year for a few years. And they're like, all right, we're gonna put it on the shelf for a while. Um, but those first two or three are terrifying. Those are like those are like modern classics to me, like right away. Uh and I love Shudder too, which is a streaming service is a bunch of horror Me too. I, I have Shudder. Enjoying uh, Joe Bob Briggs, his kind of like he, I'm going to show you this awful movie and it's almost more entertaining to watch him like break down. Like here are all these great actors. They went on to this, 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 remember this person you saw them at uh, SVU law and order. Yeah. And they were in this awful movie in 1993. And then like, he like, it's very entertaining to watch him kind of go off on these movies. Uh, yes. I recently watched hell comes to Frogtown with Roddy Piper. So oh, that's a great movie. <laughs> well, it, it's a great, I loved it because, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a great bad movie. Yeah. Like it's, not a bad movie, but it's, you can't say it's like a classic. And it's almost you entertain no. it in that regard. So for sure. And, and Roddy Piper, anything he did, I was I was a big fan of. He was a great actor. Yeah. He, like he he eats up the screen every time. Come on, they live, dude. Yeah. They live I, is like one of the best action movies of all time. I agree. I love that movie. And speaking that that fight scene, he goes yeah. and does that fight scene. They yeah. figure it out in two days. He goes, I'll, I'll figure the whole thing out. Like you know, and they're just yeah. wrecking each other for like fifteen yeah. minutes. In an hour. It's great though. Like it's something that I think you don't expect. You're watching this movie, and then all of a sudden, this fight scene goes for that long, and you're like, When's this gonna end? <laughs> or how's this gonna end? Um, speaking of Shutter, though, they they has one of my most recent favorite horror films was on there, which was Host which is very much like what we're doing now. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. Oh. It's a horror movie based on Zoom. And it is like my wife was terrified from watching it. So definitely give that a watch. And it, I think it only goes for maybe an hour or five minutes. It's quite short, but it's oh, very... making me look over. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's very inventive for the time that we were in these yeah. last year and a half or so. Uh, so give that one a watch. Now, there, there's actually, like, so many mini-genres within horror, right? Because you yes. have the slasher, you have the ghost, you have the suspense thriller. Which one are you more uh, Are you more into? Uh, I was a big fan of slasher films, so, like, uh, Friday the 13th. Um, I mean, A Nightmare on Elm Street is sort of slasher at the same time as sort of being, you know, a bit more fantasy. But Halloween, the Halloween franchise, is, uh, I'm a big fan of, and I'm looking forward to the new one coming out. Uh, so I think slasher films or ghost movies i think 
James Wan, fellow Australian, has sort of reintroduced ghost movies to being cool again, and uh, I'm a big fan of them. I like when they throw a little bit of mystery in there because I was always a slasher person as well. So like when Scream like first came out, oh yeah, that was like yes because you're trying to figure it's like a crime drama but with like a lot more blood and it was just yeah so I can't believe they're coming out with a fifth one though it's like yes I'm interested to see what it'll be like I'm not sure what it'll be like but I'm sure I'll be at the cinema lining up to watch it though I I know a lot of people this is gonna suck I'm gonna pay 15 bucks to see it sucks I know a lot of people are gonna be pissed but Nev Campbell has to die this time right like doesn't she it's been so long like she's opening credit murder and get it out of yeah I mean, she might be the ultimate final girl that never, never gets uh, yeah. killed. True. So. Always going over. Always yeah, yeah. going over. Just bucking the territory. She's the John Cena of horror movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she has her five moves of doom at the end of the film. She survives. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Joe, uh, we can get how often are the podcasts coming out and where can people – it's on all the different apps? Where, where yeah, yeah. It's it? on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and also I have the YouTube channel, which is also titled Jonadrome, uh, and it'll be dropping weekly, generally Sunday nights. Cool. Some, something to start your week off, so if you need something on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Going head to head with pay per views. Really blast them out of the water. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, you can watch it at any point on YouTube and uh, re listen to it later on during the week. Well, John, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, catching up with you. Glad to see that you're doing well. Really looking forward to whatever this next chapter is as, as soon as it breaks. And hopefully, uh, you know, once you get things cooking, we'll uh, we'll chat again. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Great conversation there with the one, the only big Jonah, uh, Rick. Uh, quite, quite the, quite the move that he's making there, right? He's going out on his own. You're you, now you are the one with that with your microphone muted. There you go. Uh, there we go. Sorry. Yeah, you did, a, you did a Kevin. I pulled a Kev. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, we find out uh, what what's going on by the way uh if anybody was uh wondering what i was doing i was trying not to be uh rude in there i noticed there was a clip where you guys were talking about roddy piper where it just looked like i tailed off and i wasn't paying attention at all i would like to note that's the uh, the sk boss's fault because they started like spam texting me like right uh, like something important was happening so i was like ah, i gotta answer this blah yeah by the way while that is, by the way can i just say like this is the perfect like microcosm of my life. I just got a very cool email from my from my main gig, my main company, right? Very, very cool email that they're updating our uh our, our benefits for, for 2022. Very, very cool thing. Getting us a lot of really cool stuff. Uh the problem is, of course, for the first time, for the first time in the history of this company, they're offering paid paternity leave. And as a man who just had two kids, that is the third shot in the nuts, right? <laughs> I feel like, can I sue for restitution? I'm just kidding. <laughs> can I get back pay on that? Can I sue for a couple weekends off so me and the boys can go see some wrestling? <laughs> I had to save up all my vacation days for these kids. No, no, no. Uh, these, these kids. It's very, right. it's a very, very cool thing that they're doing that, but I'm just like, of course. <laughs> Did you enjoy this uh, 90 minutes of content that we just dropped on you? We will have more Friday night during SmackDown. Watch our live watch long draft coverage. If it goes well, we will do it again for the night two of the draft on Monday night. Uh, of course, we have content coming at you hours of it every single week on our video channels, on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple. Go ahead and subscribe. You can follow Rick on the Twitter machine. Where, Rick? 
Uh, right there at Rick Uccino. For those listening on the podcast, that is R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. There are benefits to following me other than just me being a super cool dude. Uh, you get the very first access to anything and everything I do on this channel, including interviews. So if you want to see clips uh, from my interview uh, with Angelo Dawkins or Lib Morgan last week or whomever I'm going to have in the very, very near future, you get it all first right there on my Twitter at Rick Uccino, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N. All right, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at Kev Callum. By the way, I'll be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, coming up October 9th and 10th. Actually, Kev, it's pronounced Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, the good land. Yeah, Algonquin or the good land. <laughs> yes, someone watched Wayne's World as well. More <laughs> '90s movies references. Uh, yeah, so I will be up there. Uh, I will be uh, uh, reenacting the opening sequence of Laverne and Shirley. And uh, in between that, I'll be performing in the Milwaukee Comedy Festival for the second year in a row. There you I'll go. Be back at the Laughing Tap, October 9th and 10th. Is last year's virtual. Uh, last year's was in person. We did a pre-vaccine, which was which was uh, risky, <laughs> risky and exciting. This year, less risk. Still present, but less risk. Just risk vaccines. The vaccines in arms, less risk. So this is fun. Uh, and you get your tickets. Uh, just Google the Laughing Tap, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you know anyone in the area, shout them out. And also, I believe you can buy live streams for those shows as well. You can buy live streams for ten bucks if you want to catch my set. I'll be doing a Saturday afternoon, October 9th, and Sunday afternoon, October tenth. Some really cool people on those, including uh, the great Laura Bites, uh, one of the fastest rising comedians in the scene. So go buy your tickets. Uh, look up the Laughing Tap and check me out, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Right now, I'm buying them right now. Uh, I'll also be at the uh, the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago coming up here this Sunday, October 3rd. So live comedy with me yelling like a dumbass. And Wait, I'm always how much? Screw that. For what? Oh, shut up. <laughs> you can buy the live stream for $10 and see great live comedy. Go, go do that. I'm kidding. Uh, oh. Also, uh, this Friday night, I'll be on pay-per-view with AAW, uh, Defining Moment. So I'm all over the place. That's a, that'll be available on fight.tv. You can get Don't the replay uh, over the weekend. Don't forget what? to sleep at some point. Oh, yeah, I got to do that. That's been a real problem recently. I know. Uh, it's the whole sleep thing. Yeah. Uh, it's been a real, real issue. I've been very, very busy. I'm very, very thankful of everyone with my schedules. So good stuff. Go back to sleep after you load this up, obviously. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. That's important. Get this queued up and then go to sleep. I'm going to watch. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you so much. Angles beat the hell out of Mike's Jaguars tonight. Mike, uh, Mike, Mike, our social media director, is not going to like that we got that at the end of the show. He's not going to appreciate. Of course, that. every time I get, every time I get cocky about them, they screw me over. Like so, maybe they'll lose. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. All right. So every single week we drop this big, long, big, beefy show that we call the Inside Cradle. And all we ask is for you to share the link and pass along with your friends. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you haven't done already, go ahead and smash that like button and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. And remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing that you can, which is what, Richard? Enjoy it. Enjoy wrestling. Bye. Bye-bye.